Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Try to Podcast. This is uh, the show where Jeremy and Brian try to podcast. So ignore all the tags at the end of this show. Um, ignore all the mentions of gray flannel because that is not how you contact us. I'm going to make this intro short because you guys are starting to get the picture here. Um, Brian and I also, FYI, we just recorded live for the first time last weekend. So we're going to get caught up to that episode. You're going to be able to hear us recording live in the same room together. Uh, so we're getting caught up to that. Just remember when you hear stuff like grayflannel.com and all that type of stuff, that's not how you get in touch with us. We are trytopodcast.com. We are at trytopodcast on Twitter. If you want to send us a voice memo, record it on your phone like I am right now because I am uh, working my butt off, uh, at my old house right now, trying to get, uh, things cleaned up over there, but also bring you guys this great content. You can record on your voice memo like I'm doing right now and email it to try to podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, try to podcast, all that good stuff. So, uh, stay tuned. Uh, this is a really good episode. Uh, I laughed a lot while I was editing it and I only had to edit out a couple swear words. So we're getting better at that. Um, Enjoy! Try the podcast! Thanks a lot! Bye! Bye! F you, Larry! F you, Larry, you ugly j Larry! Oh, man, I'm glad I pressed record right after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was hilarious on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, every episode at the end, that song will usually be playing, and everybody will be cussing him out, saying the worst possible things. <laughs> Well, we got a lot, lot to get to today. Um, uh, I went to Colorado with the Hensons, so I definitely have to talk about that. Um, were you able to find what you were uh, planning on talking about? Well, everybody uh, doesn't know this, but I just moved into a new recording studio, aka apartment. <laughs> so I just got. I, I moved in for the most part, but I don't know where everything's located at. I have a few of the topics on mind. Okay. But um, let's just uh, go ahead and get started with your vacation. I'm dying to hear the deets. All right. Let's, let's, let's officially get the show on the road. If you want to go and take a ride with me with three wheeling in the fall with the goldies, oh, why must I live this way? Wanna go and get high with me? Smoke a L in the back of the Benzy. Oh, why must I feel this way? Welcome to uh, hell. What do you want to call? What, what are we gonna call this thing again? I think we just gotta stick with gray flannel. Welcome to gray flannel, everybody. Right? Gray flannel. Welcome. That seems to be. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna finally get an intro recorded. I'm gonna get like, uh, uh, like an intro, like two different guys from two different worlds. Only I'm not gonna rip it off from Big O and Dukes because that's what they do. But something along those lines where it's like a little introduction to give everybody an idea of who we are, so we don't have to go through this every time. Like I have never been in jail. What about you, Brian? Oh, of course. Okay, so jail see, we don't have to do that. prison. <laughs> we don't have to do that this time. From here on out, we're going to yes. get that recorded. But uh, so, Brian, I went on a family vacation, and every pretty much every time we record, I like to have a little drink. I noticed that, and I actually am sending you a copy of the Blue Book because I think you have a problem. <laughs> well, th- I'm not drinking alcohol this time, so well, that's good. good. I am drinking an elixir uh, from Colorado. An elixir. 
a half and half tea and lemonade THC infused elixir. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, thank God you're not using alcohol. <laughs> See, I don't have a problem. I'm not drinking right now. <laughs> Fantastic. I didn't know you could drink weed. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, the what I poured in there is supposed to be six milligrams worth of of weed. Um, I took ten milligrams worth my first night in Denver. Went out with my wife and was a little bonkers. So <laughs> I bet bonkers. I believe is the good word to use because I wasn't like out of my mind, but I was I was high. I was high. So I had a couple drinks and a couple whiskeys on top of that, and. Uh, yeah, a little bonkers, but I was in bed by 9 o'clock, so couldn't get too bonkers, I guess. Well, and this is crazy that you're sharing this story right now because you did transport THC across state borders, breaking several laws. So it was weird driving across into the Kansas line because... I would be very nervous. I was nervous, and then I started, I started like, going from Colorado, there's... Canarado is a is the name of a uh, of a town right there on the border, Canarado and like Burlington, uh, Colorado, and then you go across into uh, Goodland, and that time in between there, I was like calm and collected, cool. Then we start to cross the Kansas border. I'm like, I am officially now a criminal. Yes, now. but yes, a mile you are ago, welcome. By the way, welcome. Yes, <laughs> a mile ago, I was not a criminal. Nope, by any not. stretch of the imagination. I'm like, what no. is this one mile for essentially uh, something that can get me buzzed? That's oh, yeah. legal here. Welcome, welcome to Kansas, who I can predict will be the very last state, if oh. ever, legalizes this harmless plant. Interesting. Which I do not indulge in. I do not enjoy. We all know. Right. I only love drugs that destroy my life. <laughs> yes, dude. It's so Weed, there's nothing wrong with it. I why? used to get so frustrated. I'm like, why won't you smoke weed with me? And it's you, you thought it was just like too weak, I guess. I don't know. No, like I can't handle it. You guys can do it and function. I'm over there laying down on the couch covered in microwave burrito wrappers. I got Cheeto fingers, for God's sakes. <laughs> That's And I can't do it. I can't do it. That's why I quit smoking it because I, um, I get the munchies. And I, oh, tell me about it. I struggle with my weight on a daily basis i fluctuate in a week i can go up seven pounds down seven pounds isn't that depressing it sucks so bad but uh so i i try to cut back on beer and then i end up drinking liquor <laughs> yeah good 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 for you right yeah yeah i'm trying to tone it back by doing way worse and uh <laughs> well i mean way worse than alcohol content but not i don't think in calories and fat no that's the thing it's way better than calories, carbs, fat, everything like that. But exactly. I might drink the same amount of ounces in bourbon than I do that I do in beer, and that is you don't well, you don't want to do that. Trust oh me. my god, you don't, you don't Chody, do what the hell are you doing? Well, I, I I wouldn't. I that's an exaggeration. But okay, I was I, hoping so. Yeah, I probably two or three three finger uh, uh, bourbons in a night. Whoa, three three fingers. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've never been that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say that you guys know, like when you're watching a movie, like let's say it's like a Disney movie and, oh, there was that movie, The Rookie. Remember that where Dennis Quaid is a true story about the old man who, yeah. who, who made the majors, right? Yeah. He's like and 47 he or something. Up, yeah. He steps up to the mound and everybody's laughing and chuckling. Like, what's this guy doing? 
But then all of a sudden when he throws his first pitch and it goes into slow motion and it hits the mitt, all of a sudden everybody looks over and they realize this guy's the real deal. Yeah. That's what I looked like when I saw Jeremy start drinking alcohol. Like <laughs> this kid is a natural. This kid. That's right. I mean, I saw, you know, like James Horner soundtrack playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of a sudden somebody slowly drops their beer to the floor and it bounces several times in slow motion. <laughs> and I, I that, reach down and pick it up without spilling a drop and no, drink the rest it of it. just chugs it down. <laughs> just a natural fish to water. <laughs> I forgot you, you witnessed all of my, almost all of my firsts. Yes. You witnessed yes. all of them. We'll have to get into some of that sometimes because I know oh, yeah, we will. my listeners. But, you know, continue. I mean, I, I do want to yeah. keep talking about how much whiskey you drink. So go my, ahead and tell me that. I, I'm not going to, no, no more whiskey talk. But uh, so anyway, the reason why I like the edibles is because I don't get the munchies. So it's I'm like. Sorry, the, did you say edibles? Edibles. Yeah. Well, that's aren't what I you just an all around stoner? See, I had no idea that that's what they were called until yeah. I just got out of a uh, freaking prison. You the know? Hooskow. The who's guy? The, no, okay, is, nobody calls it that, bro. Hey, look at me. Here we go. Nobody calls yeah. it that. The who's guy? Nobody. No, stop what, it right now. So <laughs> if they don't call it, what do they call it if it's not the who's guy? What, what do they call the who's guy? The joint. So it's in the, the who's guy, they call it the joint. And the pen. Nobody, okay, that is it. Enough. Let's continue on edibles. Okay, oh, yeah. listen, just stay focused, dazed and confused. I need you to know you and your hippie lettuce and all your amazing forms. I did I have half, half a gummy. Darn good, like gummy worms. They're, and... they're so good. Uh, so the edibles that I got that I got are uh, watermelon gummies, and oh they're... god, that sounds delicious. Sativa, sativa. I had. I would eat myself into a weed coma. <laughs> I gave one to a friend today and was like, "Make sure this is nowhere near where a child could find it, because they're going to find a gummy and just gulp." Exactly and right. It's, it's ten milligrams, and it knocked me on my butt the other day. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, well, they so, should offer that at daycares. Hey, oh, that's not a bad idea. That's a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, that that's, had to be the easiest idea. money you ever made. So I had I had five milligrams before I went to the gym today and played basketball. Oh, God. Which, I, I had a bad day, because I had a bad day. I was just, I take it one day, and <laughs> God, that uh, thing was on the radio for like two years straight. And I, uh, I, was, I was playing awful, and I realized... I, the first I thought I was like, oh my God, this is this is the edibles that's doing this to me. I'm playing awful. But then I realized back to the Henson trip, I hiked a mountain yes. uh, two days ago. So uh, I am exhausted as well. And I think that's probably what it was because my calves, my wife and I are walking around today like like some, like some like we went through a gang initiative and somebody slit our tendon in the back of the ankle. We're walking around like that because we, we yes. walked four miles down Mount, Mount Vale. So, Mount Vale. Yeah, that's that was right. a fun day. That it, it, you don't realize it as you're going through that how great of a workout it is because it seems leisurely, but yeah. you know the incline, the decline, all the different stabilizers you're using, you definitely give yourself a silent workout for sure. Absolutely, and we've we we hiked up Machu Picchu. I don't think I told you about this. We went to Peru and hiked up Machu Picchu. You've you've seen Machu Picchu, right? There, it's like the old Peruvian ruins. Yeah, where, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, like sure. a, like a big old mountain in the background. Yeah, we, they had that before I went to prison. Oh, they did. That's right. I don't need yes. to get you caught up on that. That's good. Hey, we can cross <laughs> that one that. off. We can cross mm-hmm. that one off. So uh, we hiked up there. It was like a seven-hour hike one day. And then uh, the very next day, it was like uh, a 1,000 feet going up Huayna Picchu um, after we had gone up 
like 3000 feet the day before. And, uh, we were freaking exhausted and it was awful, but it was mostly hiking up. It was a, an entire day of hiking up and then you take a bus down, mm-hmm. you know? So I've never really gone down this time. We took a, we took a gondola, learned that was not just wow. a, uh, a boat gondola. ride in Venice, Italy. It's also a thing that takes yes. you all the way up the mountain. And uh, then we just, we hiked down and that was kind of our day. And uh, yeah, my calves, my calves are really freaking sore. So trying really to really shredded, bro. My calves are shredded, shredded, bro. shredded. Yeah, it didn't. Hey, even if have to I'd have been workout. going, to, hey, bro. Hey, seriously, I didn't even know it was leg day, bro. <laughs> Dude, hey, bro. I have, how I, much you squat? Make sure you go all the way down into the bucket, bro. Yeah, you get that protein, bro. It's ass to the grass, bro. Ass to the hey. grass. <laughs> so, um, I went. I went with darn, my family. I, Yes, you went with family. I went with my family. And here's the thing. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to make this podcast all about current events with, within our yeah, lives. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. But I do want to talk about this because my sister is um, wonderful. She's kind. Uh, she's she's sweet. But she's kind of a piece of work. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if you By ever... By the way, I, I and I want to stop you. <laughs> I want to put a pin in it. We're talking about your sister. Did she make the owl? Did she make the owl? She had her, the initials on the swear jar. Do we have we found out where it's come from? I forgot to ask about this. Okay, I need you to get on Tiffany right away on that. Okay. Now I wanted to hear more about how she's a piece of work. Please. Tell okay. Me. She, I have met her twice. She has a knack for doing the simplest of things mm-hmm. and blowing them out of proportion, making them seem like incredible feats. And posting oh, it online yeah. and becoming some <laughs> sort of hero. I love these people. Yeah. I love these people. And she was supposed to plan our vacation. Uh, it was her idea. We kind of based it around her and her boyfriend's children, who between the, f- the two of them, they have four kids. I, just one thing. How did I miss this? Miss this? Miss this? <laughs> I believe when I went to prison, she was married, right? <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> um, well, yeah, they got a divorce. Wow. Uh, yeah, they got well, a divorce. I hope so because, wow, he just found out the hard way. Oh, God. I'll have to edit this out. Um, oh, sorry. So, yeah, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, so, yeah, it's boyfriend, uh, his three kids who are wonderful, and then uh, Tiffany and her kid, who is wonderful, and they're all good. They're all they're all fine. But my sister was supposed to plan this, and she ended up not planning anything. Oh, so great. we'll just show up and wing it. That's the thing, man. With most trips, people want to be able to show up and wing it, but that's the worst thing you can do for a vacation where you are combining one, two, three, four, and a mystery fifth group of people. Yes, you you, you want to yeah. have some. Stops along the way, yep. you can wing it in between. Exactly, but you gotta have some points of order. Um, you gotta where you're going. Where are you otherwise, going? Otherwise, you're sitting there for two or three hours in the morning, going, "I don't know that a hike sounds good, but so does whitewater yes. rafting." But I think I might want to fish. But I think I might want to. And it, it, having a plan just alleviates all of that, so you sure. actually have less stress if you have more planning ahead of time. And exactly, she didn't do any of that. On top of that. I don't want to bitch. I'm going to bitch. Um, Do it. Uh, okay. Her boyfriend's mother came along with us. Oh, my God. The Henson family trip that my parents paid for. 
wow, hey, you know what? I should have came too. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was kind of our thing. We were like, well, if in-laws are allowed, I should. we should invite Sarah's mom. I mean, she's sure. she's in the same type of situation as uh, Tiffany's boyfriend. She actually mom. has more seniority. She does. She's been around for longer. But you know what? She yes. doesn't invite herself on these trips. Yeah. And neither should the boyfriend's mother, who, by the way, was wonderful. Wonderful. She was and so- there's not anything wrong with her. I mean, no. just a peach, I tell you. Just a peach <laughs> that invited herself to come along. Oh. <laughs> And she was she was nice. She was wonderful. And I'm great. And, and hey, you know what? So are the kids. Th- th- fantastic. But the thing that that brought me to my knees was on the third day, Tiffany came into our room. My wife and I were sharing a uh, a three bedroom like suite with my parents. And so this is in the morning. She came in. She came in. We're all drinking coffee. I just made breakfast. You know, we're all. Why did kinda... you just have breakfast at Tiffany's? I said, she what said, about? Kind of like <laughs> I have been sister, brother and sister with her for 37 years. Uh-huh. And I don't think I've ever brought that up to her. I've never actually used the obvious reference with my own sister. I should make a note of that. Um, but she so came she in. And into, she, so she busts into the room. You're having coffee. She kicks in the room. We're all having coffee. We spill it all oh, down God. the front of our, our chest because we're like, who the hell is busting into our room? Oh, yeah. That would have freaked me out, especially if I was on a bunch of edibles. <laughs> so she comes in and I am completely sober from the night before. And she's like, oh, my God, my boyfriend's mother is being unbearable. And I. I'm looking on outside looking in. I'm like, I thought she was great, but you're the one who invited her. In fact, I think exactly. she's I think she's wonderful, but why are you coming in here and bing, dang it? Bing! Swear jar. I don't know where Ring that sounder is. Ring it up. Hmm, it's okay. Just drop a cord in there. We'll call it. It's good. part of my punishment. I need to have this. It's yeah. part of my punishment. And no it is There you go. Part of my punishment. There you go. So she comes in and then she starts saying like, like, think, oh my God, I, I just realized that like, there's a possibility that the boyfriend and or the mother might listen to this. So I don't want to get too into what my sister well, no, came okay. in and said, well, they don't know what, it's not like she said it in front of them. So I'd be airing dirty laundry. In oh, essence, yes. in essence, it's, it's, it's just like, okay, imagine you, uh, imagine being with your, with your in-laws for a while. It's, you need to escape and get away from them for a little while. But to me, you came and were bitching to the wrong people. And by the way, I think bitching is acceptable. I'm still, I'm going to have to look that you up. You know what? That's okay. Do it. Do with bitching. the FCC, with the FCC, I'm going to verify that that's not going to get us kicked off of WJFK. Yeah. I'm just going to make sure. <laughs> and, um, so everybody's just kind of looking at each other. And then she says, we're planning on going whitewater rafting, but I don't want her to go. Okay. Now this is ridiculous. You've invited her along. She's already here. Right. And now you're wanting to abandon her. Disinvite her from something that like, if you didn't want her to come, that's okay. You should have put your foot down and said, no, you're not coming on this trip, which they could have done. But instead, they kind of swept everything under the rug and said, oh, OK, we'll make it work and let all of us know, hey, this stranger is going to come on a trip with you guys. Our family vacation, the stranger is going to come along wow. with you. Exactly. And, but now that she is here, she's wonderful. I like her. I actually would enjoy seeing her again for probably Christmas or something like that. Yeah. But you can't then turn around on us and act like. She's the one in the wrong. You let her come. 
That's exactly correct. What are you going to say? Just stay in here and, and not be with your family? Because Hey, sorry. Uh, we didn't know you are coming. We didn't book you a canoe. Right. Exactly. And by the way, three of her grandkids were on there and her son. So actually, more of her family were going whitewater rafting than not. So Okay, so it sounds like more... More non-Hensons yeah. were rafting more than actual Hensons on the Henson vacation. Exactly. And if you ask me, the not, the, the Henson should be kicked off of that equation. Tiffany exactly. should have been yeah, the one going to You guys are going to get voted off your own island. You yeah. guys are going to get voted off your own vacation. <laughs> yeah. So, but, it was, but you are still going to pay for it, though. Oh, yes. Yes. Your share, at least. That's yes. right. Oh, Got and that right. And and the other thing that um, my my wife saved me on this because we were talking about going back across the the, the Colorado to the Kansas border. Uh huh. Everything ended up okay. I just want to let you know everything ended up okay. But on the drive from Denver to Vail, my this would have been Jan, uh, July first. My wife said, huh, "It's a good thing you got those uh, those tag the, the the tag renewed before we left." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a good thing." For the car. And yeah, I, uh, she said, you did put the sticker on, right? Oh, God. I said, oh. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 <laughs> so, so. Dude. Here I am. <laughs> driving down I-70, right? Yeah, expired tags. Expired living tags. Living it up, never giving up. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in a different state so right now I'm okay I'm thinking the cops are never going to notice that the Kansas ones are uh, are, are out of date right but we yeah, got to get back we, across yeah, the border because we use different languages than they do in Colorado they do they, in Kansas we speak Kansan in Colorado I think it's British I think <laughs> whatever continue what, whatever it same. is anyway uh, so my wife then justifiably gets really pissed off at me Sure. And I, uh, so I go and uh, I, I'm trying to think, what can we do about this? I'm not sure what we can do about this. She says, I'm going to have my sister go to our house, get the tags, and they'll FedEx them to us. And I said, thank God you're here because I might have just turned around now and gone back there and caused a whole, I, I might have wow, ended that, up that in the Huska. very, very smart of her. I mean, look at that. Yeah. That's problem solving at its best. And that's because she's not a freaking pothead. <laughs> she does hate. And here's the thing. I don't partake all that often. The last time I partook was in Vegas, uh, August of last, July of last year. So it's been a year, really, since I've had any weed. I just... Yeah, it's been yeah, probably six and a half been, years for me. Oh, wow, really? Thank you. Thank hey, you, everyone. That is good. Good job. We need to get, uh, we need to get uh, like, applause in this thing. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, is that... It's available in prison. Every drug is available in prison. Uh, no matter smoke, what. I get like the other ones, you know, if you're shooting yourself up or taking pills. How mm-hmm. do you smoke weed in prison? What do you mean how do you, what do you mean how do you smoke weed? Because it smells. And it's, oh, a, yeah, it's exactly. a dead giveaway. So they do it quickly. Okay. In a hurry, and then they just abandon the spot. Um, typically I like see. in a bathroom. Um, you have to have two or three lookouts and they do it. They do it. Wow. And, and there are random drug tests, you know, in prison. Whoa. If you get caught, then there's consequences. I'm assuming they're uh, going to add time to it. Yes. Well, you, you'll wow. get, yes, you'll have time added on for sure. Wow. So good behavior is gone if you get caught. Yes. And that's okay. why I just don't understand that, you know, if, 
if you want to do these things as a free person, that's all good and everything right. like that. And if you want to um, do them on the outside, that's great. But, you know, if you're in prison and you're trying to get out and there's very few privileges, if you actually have privileges yeah. and you cannot make that decision to keep them when you're incarcerated, you do not have a chance when you get on the streets, for God's no sake. No joke. At least yeah. it's got to be easier in jail to stay away from it. I don't know. Is it easier in jail to stay away from it than not on, on the streets? Well, um, I, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this. Whenever you are in prison, even though people, for the most part, stay out of your business, everybody knows your business. Right. If you haven't been to bed in three nights, everybody's talking about it. Right. You know, if you are um, out, in the, out in the day room at three o'clock in the morning, coloring with your tongue hanging out of your mouth... <laughs> Or if you're in the bathroom stall for hours at a time, right. you know, people know. So your right. business gets out there, and then um, and everybody knows and, the signs of it too. It's not like yes, and and you know also the guards know the signs of it. So oh, yeah. to be on any drug would be so so I'd be so paranoid. Paranoid. I, there's paranoid no is the way worst. you're trapped. You're incarcerated, stuck in a bunk. High. Yeah. Oh my god, torture. Awful. Let's. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, don't do drugs in prison, guys. Don't do drugs yeah, and, and, don't, and don't do them on the streets either. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but see, at the same time, I'm not counting what you're doing right now. I, I really do not understand why that is a big deal. Uh, here's the thing. The company I work for, a, a Fortune 500 company, the CEO, I guess it was a former CEO, but it's, we still like, kind of have that culture at the company that I work for. The, uh, the CEO just left like a year ago, maybe a year and a half. Um, he used to testify to Congress about legalizing weed. Uh, yeah, and then he got so high he lost his job. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> that former CEO. Former. Now he's out on the streets. Granted, just, it's like, you know, the streets of uh I just imagine Paris. the spokesperson of your company smokes weed a lot. Uh yeah, I think so. I think so. She uh she actually comes from the improv world, so Pretty I think funny. I've seen her in a few movies and she does a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not let's let's not give all of that That's away. It. That's uh, it. I believe we've got a prison word of the week, don't we? Oh man. Do you remember and what it I is? I had it wrote down on my notes and I can't remember what it was. Tell you what, let's do this. Let's let's take a let's take a little break. Let's pay the bills. We'll come back after this commercial and we'll talk about your uh your epic prison word of the day. Okay? Yes, and then I also want to find out if you brought back your edibles in your prison wallet. Ooh, good. Okay, let's do that. One eight seven seven guns for kids. G U N Z guns for kids. Donate your guns today. You can donate online at G U N Z for That's guns with a Z. Because as a student, I don't always feel safe when my teacher is packing heat. You know she's right. Who's going to be there to stop a bad kid with a gun? Why, the lion leader, of course. Now that's a good kid with a gun. 1877 guns for kids. G U N C guns for kids. 1877 guns for kids. Donate your guns today. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, hey, I know you handle the business side. Of things for our show, and yeah. I know I'm kind of busy a lot, so I don't get that. But was that a commercial for donating guns to children? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, okay, so we want our ads to kind of be in line with 
with our thinking. I get that. But to me, money is money. Right. First of all. Sure. First yeah, I mean, of all. Yeah. And thank you very much. Guns for kids. Yes. Guns for kids with a Z. <laughs> with a Z. Um, and Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. That's right. Zed's sure dead. is. <laughs> so I just think that uh, maybe, maybe it's not really in line with my ideology, but I feel like it's the way things are going anyway. If they're going to have guns for teachers, you know, the teacher isn't always in there. Sometimes they're, sure. you know, having another edible. Uh, sure. I, I heard of or I heard having of, sex with the student. There you go. So you're going to need somebody there to protect the class. So their gat's not going to be in there at that point. And at that point, the bad kid with the gun's going to be there. And what beats a bad kid with a gun? Uh, a good kid with a gun. And who are the best kids? An armed kid. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, but also the line leader. That's why the line leader gets the, the line gun. leader. Right. I used to be the line leader usually because I would always be the one buying the sack. So I'd always do the first line. <laughs> that is right. And you always got the biggest mm-hmm. one. And we all thought that was okay because it's, <laughs> it's like when you're, when you become roommates with somebody and they're paying more of the rent you uh, get, or, and more of the deposit, they get exa- the big room, get with the, the master bedroom. I get it. Exactly I totally get it. Right. <laughs> totally makes sense. So, Moving right along, we've got the prison word of the week. Prison word of the week. Week, 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 week. <laughs> that was an old Hooskow gate shutting. The Hooskow gate. I knew it. I knew it was the Hooskow gate. So <clears throat> last week you said that uh, guns are as good as cash, first of all. And the prison word of the week is kite. With a Woo, t- it kite. is kite. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. A kite <laughs> in prison is a secret message okay. that is passed along. It's a note, a handwritten note that can come from any facility. It may be tucked away in a prison wallet from okay. somebody who's being transferred from one prison to another. And hey, go- when you land, I need you to give this to Chico. Okay. And, and prison wallet. Be- prison wallet we discussed in a previous episode. If you don't know where that it is, is your butthole. don't Google it. Just go back and listen. That's, that's all you got to do. Yeah. And this is a way that a prisoner, for lack of a better word, would send like an email basically to another inmate that they don't want to be public. They don't want anybody else to read it. They don't want to admit. So it's usually like a burn after reading scenario. Wow. Um, Somebody owes money. Somebody's talking to the police. Oh. Uh, You know, somebody's messing with your your old lady on the streets. Would a hit go in? So you would fly them a kite. Okay. Would like a hit go on a kite? Would you fly a kite yeah, for, for a hit? For sure. Certainly. Oh, wow. Certainly. Wow. Yes. Yes. And that kite will be flushed, ripped, burned in some way, shape, or form. And uh, all the important information uh, will be passed along to all the shot callers. Um, oh. And at that point in time, action will be set in motion. Wow. Okay. It's a kite. So when somebody says, go fly a kite in prison, does that mean anything? Or is that me? Who's coming? No, out? that doesn't mean anything at all. I <laughs> well, mean, you go fly a kite, Mister. I mean, yeah. They, first of all, they don't know that expression. <laughs> Second uh, of all, you're not gonna. You're, you, they they call it shooting a kite for some reason. I'm going to tell you something right now. Okay. When I was in RDU, which is where you go when they're when they're trying to figure out what prison they're going to send you to. Okay. They send you to El Dorado. Okay. And now, what is RDU? Or what's if, RDU stand for? Ugh. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember. I, I can't remember. The All I know stuff. is just, 
the official uh, stuff you don't those, remember is it was a, it was miserable um, <laughs> okay so El Dorado, uh, so, El Dorado, Kansas. You know, and, and this is another crazy thing is you and I went to college our early years in El Dorado, yep. correct? Yep. Butler County Community College. And we always had a view of that big flame from the refinery, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this picture, is, picture for those of you not around there, the refinery has, it smells like gas. And so oh, it's terrible. They light a match basically. Like it just burns off the it burns off the the excess fumes. So yeah. so yeah. they're making a liquid gas, and this flame burns off the fumes up top. Right, twenty four. It's an eternal flame. Yeah, in essence. So you know, back then it was stinky, but yet you know, optimistic. It was full of hope. Right. And then I was seeing it from a completely different angle from my RDU window, oh and my it was God. just misery and pain I was seeing. Wow. And it's kind of weird because there's an old Joni Mitchell song talking about I've seen clouds from both sides now. Oh, yeah. It's very poetic. It's like sometimes clouds look beautiful, you know, and they look like shapes, but other right. times they're just blocking the sun and making your life miserable. Right. And I was like, that's exactly what it was like. But anyway. You, you saw the fart flame from two different directions? Oh, man, it was terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I was in, in, in RDU, um, as long as you are following the rules, not getting in trouble, believe me, there's already people getting in trouble in RDU. They haven't oh even started yet, oh and they're God. already getting write-ups and arriving to their prison in the hole. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and and they just got there. They just got there, and they're already – so you would get offered special privileges if you follow the rules. Okay. So they would pop your cell at like 3 in the morning. You never – you only got out of your cell – one hour a day, and you only got to shower twice a week. Oh, wow. No, no deodorant available, nothing. All oh you get is a God. bar of soap and a washcloth. So you just stink. And so, so so they would pop your cell at night, you know, at 3 in the morning and say, hey, would you like to go clean cells? Okay. Or, or, or would you like to go mop floors? And this and this is great. I get out of my cell. I get to walk outside and see the stars for a little bit and, and smell the fresh yeah. air. And um, you would go to the Supermax. Now, the Supermax are people who are never, ever, ever getting out again. Really? These people have no chance to ever get out of prison. Not only are they in there for the worst of the worst crimes, but they've also have done more things in prison, murders and whatnot, to even get more time added on their sentence. And some of them even have celebrity statuses which keep them in there for their own protection and such, such as Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. Right, right. And the Carr brothers who, Oh my God. Um, you know, you remember that story? Oh yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So I'm, I was mopping in front of all their cells, oh, wow. mopping, you know, BTK. And, um, but these people, uh, take kites. They actually do fishing is what they do. And it's incredible. Okay. They have paper clips and they take the string from their towel and they keep pulling it, right? And then they braid it so it's super long. And they twirl it around like a lasso and throw it under their door so it shoots all the way across the floor to another cell. Oh, and then yeah. that person will extend their hook and pull it into their door so they can pass secret messages. And the cops don't even interfere with it. I've seen that on, on some it's movies. Just sliding out back and forth. They're hollering about things, this and that. And so they take it. I mean, but I was amazed at the accuracy of these guys oh, yeah. throwing their notes 
50 feet of sliding across the floor. Really? So it was it was pretty cool, and it kind of breaks in really quick, and you, you don't dare make eye contact with any of them. But no. it's just kind of um, very eerie when you're in there. Yeah, bet. And, um, you know, then you you think, like, these people will never leave. Never, ever leave. And, of course, they've done things to where they deserve that. Right. But it's still just hard to think of it. You right. Know, basically, they are stuck in a shoebox until they die. That's crazy. And, and if they ever get to go outside, they're completely shackled. They have a face mask on. They're taken to a dog cage outside and stand there by themselves. Wow. Now, I couldn't imagine living in that sort of environment, first of all, obviously. But second, like being part of the West Memphis Three, and those guys actually were yes. exonerated after 18 exactly. years. Exactly. After innocent. 18 years of never of, of thinking the entire time you're never going to get out. Fighting exactly. the entire you know, time to get you out. You know, and one thing that we'll say that's so accurate about that is one of them, you know, the one who ended up, you know, marrying his hot lawyer. Dennis Eccles. Was, Dennis Eccles is his name. Dennis Eccles. Yep. You know, lost his, um, he started to go blind because you're stuck yep. just in a white room all day. So your eyes don't really have anything to focus on. So, you know, your vision, and I do notice that I never had any issues, but since I've been out, I am, uh, I can't read anything up close. I got to hold it all the way out to read really? it. And of course I could just be old age, yeah, you're but old. you know, there's, there's a lot of little things that go on, um, health wise when you're in there and you're not getting any real health care. Like, like That's if you have terminal way. cancer, they diagnose you with cancer. It doesn't matter if they're saying, hey, this guy only has, you know, two weeks to live. Even if you only have three weeks left on your sentence, you're dying in prison. Okay. Uh, so it's like you're not going to get any real health care. Now, some people would say, well, that's what they deserve. Well, that's what they don't. But, you know, at the same time, if you're being held there in prison, you would think that they'd have to actually take care of you. And for the most part, the health care there is pretty crappy. I got a real quick health care story. That okay. Something I received when I was there. Interesting. Something that's very common. (laughs) I want people to know that what I just saw was body language. And I know what that body language means. (laughs) He's he's getting ready. He's getting ready here. And I've seen this. I've seen this before. So lay it on me. What happened then there at the Huskow Hospital, I believe is what they call it. The Huskow Hospital. If you call it that, nobody... Certainly calls it that. So we have a clinic, and um, huh, seems like they're wasting a really good opportunity for some good alliteration. But go ahead. So we have we have a clinic, and I was in the shower one day, and I was scrubbing myself everywhere, and I realized that I have this massive pimple on my chode. <laughs> Chody. Yeah, right, right, you're right, right there on the old chody. chody, or some people call it the taint. And for those of you who aren't familiar, it's the area of skin between the scrotum and the butthole. Because it taint your butthole and it taint your scrotum. That's I feel exactly like people right. should know that. That was long before you were in prison. Much like Machu Picchu, that one's been around for a while. <laughs> I, I they've actually found that actually on a uh, pyramid wall. So I don't know. I, it, I guess I did not need to explain it. Right. That does date um, back before Machu Picchu, if I I, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So I notice it, and I'm like, man, that thing is big. So I go to pop it. I'm in the shower. There's no better place to do it. You know what I mean? God. I go to pop it. And when I go to pop it, I'm like, something's not right. It feels like there's a marble oh, in there. God. Like underneath it. It feels like a hard marble. Is it, okay. Marbles are big. Maybe a BB or a well, marble. It's a marble. 
Oh it's my marble. god! Do you find any pleasure in popping pimples? I have to get that out of the way. I I, I don't like getting any physical pleasure, but I do get the pleasure of knowing that I pop one and I see all the pus come out and the blood. Satisfaction. I know I, I, oh, yeah, satisfaction. I, a job right? well done. If I go to pop it and the pus doesn't come out, I feel like I haven't completed it. Kind of freaks me out. Right. I don't like that one bit. Right. Right. Not, Even if like the clear the stuff starts coming done. out, you're like, that's and not it. And then you really start working on it. Then all day you got this pinch hickey on your face, and <laughs> I hate that hickey. too. <laughs> Is um, that a prison term? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but I um I I, I go to pop it. It's a marble. I squeeze it hard, and it burns so bad. The marble's going nowhere. I think it's a pus pocket. I keep squeezing, and it's only getting more and more angry with me. Okay? So, uh, yeah. So, I, I turn the shower off. I keep feeling it. And, you know, you hope to God you don't come across a serious illness in there because, oh yeah. You, I mean, hey, you got a little bump on your leg? Let's just amputate it. Hey, I got a cavity. Let's just pull it. Could you? Whatever's wrong with you, they're just gonna try and take it off you. Could you just ask the guy next to you, like, "Hey, uh, hey, I mister, may might take a look at this." Hey, Mister, could you take a look at this, or do you have do you have a mirror I could borrow? Any? Well, I I, I did hike. Eventually, I did borrow a, a shaving mirror, hiked up there and like that. But this, when I got out the uh, the shower, I dried off. When I went to dry off down there, it could, a lot of blood was on the towel. Oh, a lot of blood. And you, and you know you hadn't pooped recently, so well no so no this this was not this was not butt blood this was coming from my chode, so chode, hey. anyway I continued drying off and just for the heck of it I I pick out a clean corner of the towel stick it down there still bleeding I'm talking about day one period heavy oh. flow so I'm like this come on well say hey, you've been there before you know it um, so I I. I'm like, this thing is not letting up. I go back to my bunk. First thing you want to buy on the commissary is your hygiene and your first aid kit stuff. So okay. I get out my I get out my uh, Neosporin, the generic brand. They say, and I rub it all over it, you know. <laughs> and you know, it's you're in bad shape when you come up and even your blood has changed the color of the Neosporin ointment. Um, oh. So I go to bed that night, um, and I wake up in the morning, and it looks like. The Godfather when the horse head was in the bed. I mean, there's blood everywhere. Oh God! My, you th- you on, throw the covers my, back and uh, yeah, on my bo- yeah, on my boxers, on the sheets, everywhere. Tell me, there's a marble just laying down there. No problem the, solved, right? No, no problem solved. Yeah, Dang I it. lost my marbles. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I uh, of the week. <laughs> I uh, go to work that day, come back, you know, and. Still, my, my now my brand new pair of underwear completely soaked in blood. Oh, this God. thing will not stop bleeding. So finally, that after, uh, that afternoon, I walked to the guard. And I'm like, look, I know I don't have an appointment. I know that uh, you guys don't like to send people to the clinic without without the proper you know paperwork being filed. Right. But I have been bleeding from between my legs now for two and a half days, and it won't stop. And he said, look, look, bud, I don't know what I can do about that. So I stick my hand down my pants and I pull it out and I just hold up my hand so he can just see it. So he just, it looks like, you know, like, like if I would have touched the wall, it would have looked like Wilson from Castaway. And then he said, I'm sorry. I just don't trust anything that bleeds for two and a half days and doesn't die. <laughs> no, he immediately picked up the phone, called the clinic and said, I'm sending, I'm sending somebody your way right now. 
So I go down there. I'm just there. picturing this in a comedy and him like, like as you walk away down, you know, it's, it's basically like the curb and curb, curb music going down the hallway. Yes. And then him, you hear the, <laughs> and then it fades to me walking into the clinic. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's 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 the uh, uh, the doctor pulling out the, the metal bowl and like BB is going into it and then it well, cuts to nope that's not Brian wait that's somebody else that's <laughs> anyway exactly <laughs> sorry I've had a few um, too many of these so I, I go down there and the very nice um, I don't know maybe I think Vietnamese possibly uh, you know she 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 was Asian. She had a very thick accent. She'd go, uh, bend over, bend over, t- pull pant down, bend over, table. Okay, pull you, pant down. you do know that I mean, you're not really supposed to do these impressions anymore. I do a really well, good Asian. Hey, 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 it's okay because I'm just wanting to, like, I don't really understand what she's saying. Oh, okay. So Here's the thing. I, I, don't I think it's hilarious. For, I think it's hilarious because yeah. you do a really good impression. Okay. But I wouldn't be the libtard social justice warrior that I am without pointing it out. So, okay, so anyway, yeah. she's like bent over, bent over a table, and put a pant down. So I do that, and she puts on a rubber glove, pats me on the back, and just kind of, just basically does like a little fingering motion, like oh, a yeah. little wiggle back and forth, like you do. Yeah, 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 sure, um, like you do. You know, okay, you know, like you do later when you know what you're doing, not like you did as a teenager where you just jam. You're pistoning. You can. Pistoning. Yeah, and, 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 and you think you're pleasing her like that. Finger bang, bang, but, finger bang, So she's like, oh, yeah, that murder, that murder. But that what? I don't know. Exactly. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, I don't even know what it is. Did a penguin murder? bite you? That's murder? What's murder? A, a penguin bit I, you? A penguin? She said, that's MRSA. MRSA? MRSA is a bad sta- staph infection, and MRSA is above that. Uh, and that stuff is common because prisons are not clean. They're dirty. They're nasty. Right. Ventilation's not good. Everything thrives there. So. Oh, God. Um. She said, you quarantine, you, you, you Mac. So I don't hey, even Mac. know what she's saying. I'm just staring around. I, I'm just, so I knew she said I was quarantined. Um, and then finally some guards go down there and say, come with us. You're going to the Max. Uh, you're being quarantined to the, to the, to the clinic, the main clinic in the Max. So oh, now God. I'm being whisked away. I don't have any of my stuff with me, which in prison, all you have is your stuff. It doesn't matter how insignificant it is. Right. You have your things. And you want them with you everywhere you go because everything has a purpose and you need it. It's like you what, get into routines. Yeah, it's like what you mentioned about Wilson uh, on Castaway. Wilson was the only thing he had. It was the most important That's thing exactly. in the world to him. Everything yeah. he had, the, he had the compass. He had Wilson. He had all the stuff, and you don't want to lose any of it because right. it all has a purpose. So right. I, I'm going over there, and uh, they take me to the max. Now I'm walking into the max, uh, and they take me to my room. I don't have any of my stuff, and I just keep bleeding through the underwear. And finally, they just say, look, Mr. Blank, um, you keep soiling all of our uh, our underwear. So here's a box of adult diapers. Oh, my goodness. Well, and then I'm I'm uh, I'm standing there and she goes, and you have blood all over your shirt, too. So we're going to get you a shirt. Man, <laughs> all they had was a size large. Okay. So now I'm walking around my quarantine room with an adult <laughs> diaper with a belly shirt on, just looking like a full-grown baby. 
a full-grown bearded baby. I got an IV in my arm, so I'm carrying around this pole with a bag on it. Aww. And it's just not good. I mean, it's the diaper's sweaty and uncomfortable. I'm and not liking it at filling all. Filling with blood? Oh, just just getting full. You know, starting to sag in the back. So, but you know yeah. the, what that what that that marble was the actual MRSA infection. And when you feel around it, you can feel the branches off of it spreading. MRSA untreated will kill you within a month or so. Oh, my God, dude. Yes, it will get into your blood, into your heart, and you're gone. Wow. Um, so, I, I, I'm, I'll tell you right now, though, the TV over there was awesome. Big flat screen TV. <laughs> and I had, like, this adjustable bed. I could t- bring it up, down. It's very comfortable. Okay. And so, I was sleeping like a baby. Then the lights in my room come on. I don't know what time it is, but I know it's early. And I'm opening my eyes barely, and I just see all these silhouettes above me, kind of like an alien abduction, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really know. And all of a sudden, I hear the older nurse say, Mr., we have some students here from St. Mary's College down the road (laughs) here taking rounds with us today, and we're going to have them go over your charts. All right, ladies. Oh, now everything comes into focus. Are we all familiar with the chode or what is it, children? Taint. The taint. That's right. That's right, Meredith. It is the taint. <laughs> Come in here and there, feel this there, marble. And, and, and hey, this is not just because I was locked up. There was not an ugly one among them. Oh. Just beautiful, young oh, God. nursing students. How long? Oh, my God. Beautiful. I'm getting worked so, up. At this point, I realize I have morning wood Rock hard. Oh my god! In the morning too. How yeah, long were so, you in the Huskow when this happened? Um, I would say, okay, first of all, not a Huskow, <laughs> but um, I had been officially at Lansing Prison at this point for probably a year. Oh wow! So I'm still fairly fairly new, but so I am sitting here looking at them, and she starts reading my chart. Okay, ladies. He has a nasty MRSA infection between his scrotum and his anus, and we have him on this IV drip. We have him on this. We have him on that. Um, would you mind pulling your diaper down so these ladies could take a look at it? <laughs> so now I got my knees in the air, okay, and I'm 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 trying to pull the short T-shirt over my boner, okay. Be, and then I'm edging the diaper down, and then it's like something I wanted for so long, but not under these terms, was happening. I oh, was God. being fondled by several women at the same time. And some people's fantasy does involve a diaper. Well, I tell you what, some people. This was not good for me. I was <laughs> I was in pain. I was still bleeding, Ugh. and I am like finally around women. And it's because I am bleeding between my legs, and it was just such an uncomfortable experience that I'll never forget. So humbling. And I remember that this joke went over well with the younger ladies, but not the older nurse, when I said, I do not expect any sympathy from women when I tell you that I'm having pains and bleeding from down there. (laughs) The old lady... Did not find it funny at all. She was kind of offended. But anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, finally all my all my stuff showed up. The bleeding finally slowed down. Wait, I your stuff showed go, up. 
I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they packed up all my stuff oh, and sent it over, okay. which really kind of at that point upset me because that means when I get back, I got to set everything up again. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that is, is just another headache. Um, gotcha. But anyway, so that's, that's kind of a real quick look into how things go there because a MRSA infection is something I never heard of. Right. But I got one and I showered every day. I took right. care of myself. But when you're in a disgusting place, bad things happen. I'm sure. Good God, man. So they didn't have to amputate your taint, though. No, my taint is still there. That's good. My taint is still there. Because yes. you, you got a decent taint. So. I mean, that's if, if anything is decent down there, it's the taint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just ain't nothing else impressive down there. Oh, but I just, I'm going to have to so, cut that one out. That one's going to have to come out. That oh th- that pun was awful, dude. That pun was yeah. Awful. That's a, oh, <laughs> cut it for sure. So um, yeah, so that's that. That's like what I mean. Like everything is different there. Like like whenever you get out, um, you know, you're able to go to a real doctor and they actually listen to you because uh-huh. in prison they all think you're scamming them. You're just trying to get some medication for this uh, yeah. or medication for that. Or you just don't want to go to work. You're just trying to make up an excuse. Because so a lot things, of people do that. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, you know, there's a lot of people who uh, never stop their hustle. They're right. hustling on the streets. They're hustling in prison. And they'll hustle forever. And, and sometimes they don't even realize they're hustling. Like, it's just ingrained. Second right? nature. Yes, exactly. It's always exactly. trying to stay on top is basically hustling. And so and, they're, they're constantly doing it. But you know what? Forget that place. Let me tell you this. I just had my first Independence Day as a free man. Oh, it yeah. had a whole new meaning to it this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. What would you do? Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell you, hearing the fireworks sometimes, the ones that I wasn't ready for, still made me jump a little bit, still dealing with a little bit of uh, um, PTSD, if you will, still a little bit of uh, getting used to being on the outside, I was in a big crowd of people at a huge festival in Missouri, right across the state line. Yeah, and um, but I'm, I've come a long way, and I realize that because there's no way I could have did that my first two months out. There's Good. no way. Well, yeah, I remember seeing you. How long were you out when I saw you in Wichita? Like not that long at all, and that was weeks. a hard day for me. Yeah, I was so proud of you. So for those of you who don't know, which is literally everybody, um, we I, I met up with Brian. We went to this place uh, in Wichita called Old Town, uh, which is kind of the bar district, but we went during the day. Um, so there wouldn't, I mean, I, I wasn't concerned about anything, but I could tell Brian, you had a anxiety. You, you openly said that you had anxiety. It's an it uncontrolled good. environment, you know, right. in, in, in prison, you have certain people that are your friends or acquaintances and you, you know how people move, but in the real world, there's a lot of moving parts. Right. And, and, and you have a, no control over it. And it's an area of town that, uh, it, it, no matter what, you can't avoid that at our age, uh, old town, uh, the bar district. Sure. I mean, unless, I mean, even if, even if you didn't drink, you would go down to the old town district because there was uh, the best movie theater in town, the best restaurants in yeah. town, everybody. Nice little shops, everything there. Right, exactly. So, but, uh, there, but there was also... Some, I'm sure, crazy things that went on around there. Oh, shit. shoot. Dang it. Now that Yes, one, for sure. Like, I mean, yeah, like, 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 like even even in my, my worst days when I was on the run and everything else, I was having very vivid memories and flashbacks. And that was one thing that was hard about going back home before I moved away for the job that I was offered was um, 
I wasn't remembering like any of the good things I did. I was only seeing the bad. Right. So like, but but what was the name of that great restaurant we ate at? Oh gosh, um, I don't. I can't. I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh wait, the. I monarch. Say like, the monarch. The monarch. I was gonna say the butterfly, but it's the monarch. Boom. We got it. Nice. That was a delicious restaurant. Great food there. Anybody in Wichita should definitely check it out. <laughs> Hello, uh, sponsor. And, and then we went. Uh, you know, got some coffee. We walked around. I got to see. You know, Caleb showed up. Right. And right. And you know, I got to see your wife. I got to see his. So it was a good day. But it was really, really a hard one, too, because you were staying at that fancy hotel. Remember that? Yeah, the ambassador. And there must have been, like, a high-ranking government official who was getting married. That's right. Because all the Secret Service people were out front. Yeah. And to me, that was also very hard to deal with because even though I was doing nothing wrong, right. I kept thinking, like, oh, my God, they're here for me. They're, right. they're going to take me back. It is They're a, taking me back. I, I, I mean, I wonder what I did. I mean, it's weird. It was authorities of some yes, kind. Exactly. Yeah, I could tell and, you that. And that kind of stuff, there. that stuff I don't deal with anymore either. But That's good. You know, when you first get out, you're thinking that, you know, you just want to make good on this opportunity and you just hope to God that, you know, nothing else you've done is going to come back to haunt you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm oh, over all that's that. other things that you might not have been. I yeah, see. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's just kind of one of those things that you, you deal with, and it's like, you know, just give me one more chance, you know, God, Buddha, whoever, right? you know, and just please just, and, and I will do the right thing, and <laughs> I will continue to do that. So, yeah. Well, I think um, you have. We should, we should, uh, actually, we should, this should be one of our topics of conversation for sure next time, the fact that I can see you moved into your new apartment. We need to get, uh, we need to get some yes, update on that. Yes, you see the fancy kitchen back there? Time. I do. I see that, man. That oh looks good. God. Looking good. Look at your little uh, look at your little coffee maker back there and a coffee cup right next to it. You oh, got, like, yeah. Getting that, ready that, to that's go. That's actually a gift from uh, my niece, Lexi. Yes. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, look at you assimilating and such. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe how quickly this show went by. Dude, this, um, this is going to be the, the, the name of the game. We're, we're always going to have stuff that we want to get to. We're just going to, you know, this is why we have the show sheet. We're just going to get to it next week and... and but I, I, I have to know. I have to know because something is going to haunt me until next week if I don't find out the answer. Okay. Did his mom get to go on the canoe trip? Mm. Oh, my gosh. You are kidding me. <laughs> oh, oh, Tiffany. Now, I think the way it went was that um, my parents oh. stepped in and gave an intriguing opportunity. And said, so it well, cost your parents more money. Well, they didn't pay for those individual things, you know. They they paid for a couple meals and the the lodging while we were there, which is one of the nicest places in in oh Avon, Colorado. Oh my gosh, she did not get to go. Yeah, but the, the thing is, I don't think she was ever told she couldn't. I think my parents stepped in, gave this nice alternative, and she was like, uh-huh. "Oh, that that sounds. I think I might go there." Well, I tell you what, and if you're lucky. Gary might make you some of his famous award-winning homemade ice cream. Hey, <laughs> Jeremy, run to Brahms ASAP. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by, everybody. This has been uh, 
Uh, what do we call this? Gray flannel. This has been gray flannel. Follow it's us uh, flannel. on Twitter. Uh, follow us. Uh, we, we, we both have Twitter handles. Check the show notes for that. I don't want to have to go through that after every episode. But Nope, we don't have to. This is America and it's the future. That's right. Definitely send us an email with a voice memo uh, to it is uh, grayflannel at gmail.com. Get that over to us. We'll talk about it uh, once we start going live with these episodes, which as we're piling these up, it uh, I'm, I'm going for 10 episodes and then we can start getting stuff out. Does that sound like a plan? I agree. I, I think that sounds good. Okay. And to pull back the curtain a little bit, for, for those of you who have stuck around to the end of the show, I like to add a little bit of information for you guys, peel the curtain back a little bit. Uh, we've got a couple of, of the challenges that we want to do that we haven't recorded yet. We're going to be s- sticking these in uh, at random times. Uh, so by the time you listen to this, we'll actually be a little ahead of uh, of the of the, of the count uh so yeah pulling pulling the curtain back probably a little too bit too much on that as we're recording this now we've got five but by the time you hear this this will be like seven or eight so anywho um game of thrones is coming up and rupaul's drag race <laughs> looking forward to that kind of now but i'm only going to give you uh like a little bit to watch i don't i trying to watch an entire season that's going to be difficult i just watched the finale of, of, yeah. of season nine it's perfect for you so maybe okay. watch that one episode okay. and, and we'll, call, right. we'll call that good for the challenge. That way uh, it's, it's not going to take nearly as long to try to do. But uh, thanks again for stopping by, everybody. Brian, do you have anything else to say? Or Nope, that's it, everybody. Have a great day, great week. Be safe and don't do drugs. That's right. And I am feeling really good right now. Second, first two things, Brian. One thing, feeling really good right now. The second thing is, if you ever get invited on a trip by my sister, the answer is always no. We've got nothing in common. No common ground to start from. And we're falling apart. You'll say... World has come between us Our lines have come between us Still I know you just don't care And I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's She said, I think I remember
All right. Hey, here's the good hey, I thing. Took a, I, hey, did... I took a trip with her brother a few times. Tell me you're recording that still. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> the good thing is I didn't I didn't press stop randomly with 15 minutes left. Oh, 